and welcome to the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Yinka and I am your online Agile coach. This podcast is designed to help you understand all things Agile, help you land your dream job, and help you succeed in your role as a Scrum Master. So if you're an aspiring Scrum Master or you're relatively new to the concept of Agile, then this podcast is what you want to be keeping up with, all right? Because we are going to take you to that next level. All right, guys, so let's get started. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing five common challenges that many Agile teams face and what you can do about it as a Scrum Master. Now, once you are assigned to a team and you start supporting a team, most especially if you're supporting a team that is new to the Agile process. There are so many challenges that your Agile team is going to face. And as a Scrum Master, you need to know exactly what to do when your teams are facing those problems, because that's what really makes you exceptional, right? Now, challenge number one. This is a very common challenge. And one of it is having too many stories pulled into a sprint. This challenge is very common to many Agile teams, most especially the new ones, right? A lot of times as individuals, we tend to overestimate what we can do tomorrow. So even when we're planning, we always tend to pull in so many stories thinking that we can actually complete all the work without necessarily understanding, you know, the details, the complexity, the risk that is involved in getting that work done. So you find out that many of the teams during their planning session, they will pull in so many stories. And even when the product owner is asking to confirm if they can truly commit to it, you find out that a lot of times they're going to keep saying yes, 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 yes. Up until when halfway throughout the sprint, only two stories have moved from backlog to in progress, right? That becomes the reality. So as a scrum master, you want to kind of like understand that this is a common challenge so that way you're prepared to kind of like tackle that challenge when it comes. So what can you do when you find out that you have this team who tends to pull in too much work? You need to let them understand that there is beauty in starting small. And if there is capacity, they can pull work as needed, okay? Because over time, they'll even realize their velocity, which is the speed at which they move, and they will be able to plan better. So let's assume that we're a five-man team and we're planning for our sprint. We can plan as much as possible. However, when we're pulling work, you want to make sure that per member, there's probably like two stories plan for that member. Now, understanding the fact that, hey, is this story even a big story? So let's assume that even the stories were estimated at maybe like a three, right? Maybe one story is a three, then it's comfortable for us to assume that we can pull in two stories and have that understanding that maybe one team member can actually complete two stories. Now, if your story tends towards the higher numbers, like a five or an eight, then you also probably only pull in that one story for that member who is trying to pick up that work. So that way you are kind of like certain that there's the higher possibility that that team member can actually finish that work. Now, if he or she finishes that work, then you can always go back to the backlog and pull in more work as opposed to pulling in so much at the beginning and then kind of like rambling around and not even getting that done. And this is a common challenge. So as a Scrum Master, I want you to have heads up that this is going to happen if you're dealing with a new team and you can kind of like coach them ahead of time to plan better and pull in very little work and then pull in more work as needed. Now, a second challenge that is very common to new Agile teams is having incomplete stories at the end of the sprint. I even think that 
even experienced teams like mature teams sometimes still face this challenge. And that's because there are so many factors that can contribute to um, team members not completing stories at the end of the sprint, right? And one of the very obvious factors is, you know, them pulling in too much work. Now, when you pull in too much work, the probability of you getting everything done is really slim. So you're going to end up being in the second challenge where you have too many incomplete un- stories. Now, a second factor that contributes to many agile teams having this challenge is when they don't plan their stories really well and when they have dependencies, right? You can't walk on a story that has a dependency. There's a probability that you could get easily blocked, right? So the rule of thumb and the best practice will be for you to coach your team to ensure that that dependence is taken care of so that when they're going into a new iteration or new sprint, they are going with, you know, everything that they need to work on that story. And that reduces the chances of incomplete stories, right? There are several other factors that contribute to us not having complete stories, but this is very two common ones that are associated with it. So as a scrum master, you want to encourage your team to apply the concept of limiting their week, right? First of all, you want to make sure, which is kind of related to my first um, point where I spoke about pulling in too much work. You want to make sure that it's one thing for you to pull in too much work. It's another thing for you to have too many items in progress. Now, if we don't get started with that work, it's much, much better than we working on multiple things at the same time and having too many incomplete stories, right? So let's even assume that we've pulled in the right amount of work. You want to make sure that you're limiting your work in progress where you're basically encouraging your team members and coaching them to work on one item per time. Get that item to the finish line. And once it's in the finish line and it's been accepted by the PO, then you can pull in another work and walk on it. This will reduce waste and really help limit the incomplete stories that we get to have. Now, another common challenge that many agile teams would face is your product owner not being present enough to refine a lot of stories for the upcoming sprint. Now, if you have a product owner, maybe that is stretched thin, maybe supporting multiple teams or just kind of like unavailable, then you most likely will face this challenge where your product owner has not prepped enough work for the team. And then when we get to sprint planning, we're kind of scrambling around to see what the work needs to be done and trying to refine all of our work at that time. And that really eats up into all of our time. And we end up not having the best, um, you know, sprint ever. So you want to work with your team as a scrum master, you know, have that one-on-one conversations and have those one-on-one sync-up meetings where you are syncing up with your, with your product owner and coaching your product owner on how to build work ahead of time. The best practice is for you to always have at least three sprints worth of work ahead, right? So you want to work with the product owner to manage their backlog in such a way that at least the upcoming sprints, he or she already has work kind of prepped in those areas so that when you get to the refinement session, it's so much easier for us to be able to kind of know exactly what is coming up. We can then refine those stories. We can estimate it. And the team can easily find out if they have any dependencies that they have to reach out to and kind of resolve before they pull in that work into the sprint. But when you're not doing this with your product owner, then your product owner might just work based on, you know, the current knowledge that they have. And they might not be able to, you know, work in a way that is super effective and brings out the best in the team. So as a scrum master, you want to ensure that you're having that time 
with your PO. And even if you're not having that time with your PO, you can encourage and you should encourage your PO to set that time, you know, where he or she is focused and refining that backlog and working on it. Remember that the backlog is a, it's a living document where we're constantly refining and, you know, adding more things to be deleting things that we no longer need. So your product owner always has to be working on that backlog every time to ensure that the most updated information is in that backlog and the, and the scrum team has all the information that they need part-time. So what you need to do in that situation is to coach your product owner that best practices for us to at least plan three sprints of work ahead of time. Now, the fourth challenge that is super common to many agile teams is having ineffective retrospectives. Now, I'm sure you probably have an idea what a retrospective is. This is one meeting that we have at the end of the sprint where we're kind of reflecting on the work that we did. We're trying to figure out what we did well, what we didn't do so well, and how we can improve for the next iteration. This is a very important meeting, but a lot of times, we don't run this meeting very well. And this meeting is a Scrum Master meeting. So Scrum Masters, if your team members don't like retrospective or they're skipping retrospective or they don't think it's an important meeting, then that's totally on you because this is one meeting that you're in full control over. You facilitate the meeting and you have to do everything needed to make it fun and engaging for your team members so that at the end of the day, we can take out action items that can help us become even better. So make sure that you get started by making your retrospective fun, okay? Look for fun games and activities that you can play. Don't let it always be the normal, what went well, what didn't go well, and what can we do better, right? We understand that at the end of the day, that is what we're trying to achieve. But there are different ways that we can get to that outcome, right? There are different things. And there's actually, you know, if you go online, I think it's funretrospectives.co or .com. I don't remember right now. But if you click on retrospective ideas on Google, you're going to find several websites that will come up and there are several retrospective games that you can play, online games that you can play with your team because I'm aware that many of us kind of work remote. So there are many online games that you can play that will kind of make it fun and very engaging. Also, you want to ensure that your team members feel safe and they know they're in a safe space so they can share their opinions and nobody gets judged, okay? Because one of the problems that we have is when people ask us for feedback and then we give honest feedbacks and then those feedbacks are used against us. So you want to make sure that you're creating that safe environment where they freely speak and we're able to work together as a team. This would really help your team grow, become very strong and become a very effective team. So you want to make sure that, you know, retrospectives, you are doing all the work. You're spending that time to understand the kind of resources and tools that you can use to make it more fun and more engaging. And at the end of the day, we want to get action items that we're able to implement in the next iteration. Now, another reason why many teams find retrospective very um, unnecessary is because of how the Scrum Masters also facilitate the process. Now, you can't get people to sit down together and come up with nice ideas that we can implement to make us better. And then you don't follow up on those ideas or you, you don't do anything about it. And then you expect them to come back two weeks after to sit down again and do the whole nine yards and then nothing happens right? Everybody's going to get tired because even you as an individual, you're going to be like, how come I keep giving feedback that doesn't get anywhere? And so it makes 
you know, retrospective, very boring, and people want to start skipping it. So Scrum Master, you have to ensure that whatever feedback we share as team members, whatever action item we agree to work on, you want to make sure that we truly walk on it and you see to the very end. So don't just make them write a bunch of things. Even if they write a bunch of things, tell them to prioritize one or two items that is most important to them so that, you know, we can pick those two items, put it in the new sprint and then walk on it. That way, when we see results based on our discussions and our conversations, it kind of like motivates us to probably want to do better and get better because then we know that as a team, we're really working on improving ourselves together, okay? But when we don't do anything about it, then it's just a waste of time for us. So you want to make sure that Scrum Master, you are doing everything within your power to make sure that retrospectives are fun, engaging, and most importantly, the action items are being implemented. Now, the fifth challenge that is very common that many new Agile teams will face is not estimating the work very well, right? And most especially if you're dealing with like a technical team. So in an agile team, remember that different skill sets come together, bring their expertise together to build products and services, right? So within that team, you're going to have developers, you're going to have testers, like specialized skills. And even though the goal is for them to be T-shaped, we always find out that there are still individuals who are very specialized in one area and they might have an idea in other areas. So for example, a developer would know how to code in a specific way or have multiple code sets. However, he or she might know how to test, but testing might not be the core skills. So you actually have somebody else on the team who can really test and that's their skill. And so they all work together and kind of pass walk around to get to, to the finish line. Now, in an agile team that's kind of new to the process, you find out that the developer will spend, let's say five or six days working on the story. <laughs> and then on the seventh day or eighth day is when they will pass the work over to that tester, for example, to kind of start testing on the work to see if things are working and all the edge cases and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes that might not be enough time for the tester to complete the work. And this also leads to incomplete stories at the end of the day. And so what you want to do is you want to encourage that team to further break down their work into smaller units, because if the work is broken down into smaller units, that means that the developer will not spend so much time on that story. And that developer can pass it in good time to the test individual to kind of test the work and ensure that everything is working as planned. Also, you want to encourage the team, most especially the individuals who are coding to kind of like, you know, cross train where they also kind of learn a few testing skills to kind of help because on a typical agile team developers are always more than testers so you might have an agile team that has five developers two testers five developers one tester right the ratio is always uneven and so it's always better to kind of coach the developers to kind of get skilled at testing right you know, there are certain things you can, you can test, you know, you can introduce test-driven development to the team. You can introduce unit testing, depending on how, you know, new the agile team is to all this engineering um, practices and extreme programming practices. So you want to find out, you know, what are the things we can do to enable that at least we're testing our work. So eventually, even if we pass it over to the testing individual within the team, we've kind of done a bit of work that kind of makes things a lot easier for that test team and he or she will not be overwhelmed with all of the work that is coming that way. So that's also something that you can do to ensure that 
there's more collaboration within the team and that everybody kind of becomes T-shaped individuals because then we can truly kind of deliver value at a much shorter pace. And so these are the five top challenges that many new agile teams are facing and will face. And even sometimes, even experienced agile teams who have been doing it for a couple of years must still face one or two of these challenges. So as a scrum master, you want to know exactly what to do in situations, right? Because remember that your goal is to make your team high-performing. And each of those challenges would actually prevent them from becoming high performer. So you want to know exactly what to do at every point in time when they are being faced by this challenge. So I hope that you've learned five new challenges that are common to agile teams. And as of today, you know exactly what to do when any of your teams are faced with this challenge. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to share with your friends. Don't forget to kind of like spread the good news about this podcast. Don't forget to give me a review, post it on your social media platforms. And most importantly, don't forget to meet me same time next week. Thank you so much for listening. Love you guys so very much. And if you need coaching, please reach out to me. There is a link on, I think any of my social media platforms, there is actually a link where you can schedule a call with me. You can talk to me um, for about 30 minutes where we can discuss your goals, what you need. And I can tell you more about my coaching program and that'll kind of give you the, um, you know, the time and space to kind of decide if this is what you want to do. But I'm available for coaching. So please, if you need coaching, feel free to reach out to me. Thank you so much. Once again, can't wait to catch you in the next episode. Bye for now.